after a full season of slowly but surely losing confidence and gaining questions about the Kansas City Chiefs, we are here now just a couple of days away from a playoff game, and I feel pretty good about the Chiefs beating the Dolphins? weird. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Dr. Briscoe, Seth Kaiser, and Nate Taylor with you here on this edition of Only Weird Games. A super wild edition of Only Weird Games here for Super Wild Card Weekend. That's how it works, Seth. I could tell you didn't get the reference right away. I figured I'd explain it. Uh, on peak. On, oh, and we're getting, on peak. we're getting peacocked, too, while you were at it. I, 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 also, that, actually. I also got new Florida socks. I love those. Those are great. That's also going to be huge for people in the comments who wanted to see your feet more. Uh, I don't know how they're going to feel about the shoes, but we got we got calf. Whatever, whatever it takes. Okay, get me a place in Florida for the for the winters. I'll show my feet. I'll show everything. That that's that sounds like a you problem. If you want to look at me, honestly, dear friends on the internet, yeah. when that's mean, a problem I don't have. When you mean <laughs> everything, do you mean everything? Look, desperate times call for zipper games, Nate. And, uh, <laughs> hey, okay. Something that just occurred to me before I came over here. So I'm here in Florida still for the next few days. Um, and then my my in-laws, Nikki Kelly. Hi, Nikki Kelly, if you're watching. And if so, I Hi, apologize. Kelly. They, um, they, they've got a house right next door to where we're at. And as I was heading over, Jazz said to me, oh, is this the YouTube one? And it just now occurs to me, I bet that means maybe she pulled it up, which means her and my father-in-law, Nick, who's a, a wonderful man, um, just were just treated to me threatening to... Or, or is it threatening, promising, tempting to bear not tempting. the internet? And now my phone's dinging. Hang on. We, what do we have going on right is here? That a, is that a contract from OnlyFeet? <laughs> <laughs> Only Weird Fans is right there. We can just, you yeah. can do that, yeah. Seth. Oh, right in front of us. Um. Anyway, so anyway, if, if you are watching Nick and Kelly, I apologize, and I promise that I won't. I won't. No, I'd start a foot website if I thought that would pay for house in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just my. What do I care? It's just my feet. Like said, while we're at it, you can throw my ten little piggies into that mix too. If yeah, you like, I, I don't. Yeah, a lot of people can look at my feet. I don't really care. I'm not really worried about it. Feet. Only oh. weird. My my feet are. I would say average, probably, if I had to guess. Yeah, I don't have any like shack toes or anything. No, no. I've been either. told I have cute feet. So, Ooh. from from. The woman. I don't even care. Incredibly hot. I'm assuming. Gross. Regardless, I don't care. It's had no feet. Feet are ishy. Um, no, this was actually back in high school when I wore a lot more flip flops. I was told I had cute feet for a dude, which I don't know what that means. That means immediate date night, right? 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 (laughs) Right? Don't you want to see these puppies more? (laughs) I. When when we're not amongst our peers. Um. So, I mean, this is like almost a record. I mean, we've been live for like two and a half minutes, and I do not want to be here. Hey, 
That's what Jake Dennis said in the comments. Shows off the rails in record time. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Shout out to Jake. Um, here's what I'll here's what I'll tell you, folks. I'm gonna go ahead and just I know, I know, I know that Take I'm the, the bad guy here. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I got my conductor hat on because Seth's gonna watch the game. Are you gonna be back for the game? What where you, how's that gonna end up for you, Seth? So I had it all planned out. We've got a flight leaving Tampa at seven in the morning on Ooh. Sunday. Okay. And so I had it all figured out. Oh, we're gonna be back in Minnesota before the noon game even starts. And then the Chiefs went ahead and well, I, I got peacocked. You got to be docked. I got to watch it in Florida. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna watch it in Florida. You'll watch and, it in sunny Florida. I'll be watching it from indoors here in Kansas City. Nate Taylor yeah. will be watching it from an ice cold press box. But if you'd rather be watching it maybe with an ice cold drink in your hand than in the ice cold elements, you of course can go join the KC Sports Network watch party at Holiday Distillery. You can get all the info across the socials across KC Sports Network. RSVP. Don't just show up to Holiday Distillery. Although I mean, you know. I understand. I get it. But they they are inviting you as long as you hit them with the heads up that you are on the way. So RSVP for that uh, wherever you uh, you get your, your graphics and the links across the KCSN socials. And you can uh, go ahead and, uh, and join the party there. Also, real quick from the Super Chats, Lev Moss. Uh, hey, Lev, tell us how to pronounce your name, please. Lev Mass. It's spelled like Mass, but I keep saying Lev Moss like you're an off-brand Lev Taco Moss. Bell. Um, yeah, so Lev Moss. And uh, you said, I wanted to personally wish Josh a happy 20 fungal lore. He hears your wishes, and happy 20 fungal order to you as well. Uh, also, are we sure Frank Clark isn't a dolphin by Saturday? Here's the thing, guys. I want to I want to get into some matchup stuff here if we can because we got Seth for a limited run today, and this game is going to be fascinating. The Dolphins' three top edge rushers right now are, hand to God, they are Emmanuel Agba, Melvin Ingram, and yeah, that's Justin Houston's music. He spent this year with the Panthers. I'd forgive you for forgetting because he was a Panther. But now he joins the Dolphins, and I really truly believe that they should assign Frank Clark earlier this week just to bleep with Chris Jones. That might have messed with him, actually. Like that that might have if there's like one thing you could do that would bother Chris Jones, that might be it, actually. That's that's an interesting move. And then also you could like, you know, quadruple up the revenge game factor. I mean, I don't think Melvin Ingram has any like hard feelings against the Chiefs. Um, weird. I don't think Ogba does either. Oh, I'm done. I'm Yep, I'm, that's I'm, what I thought. Oh. <laughs> I've run out of players who I've run out of players who probably don't have hard feelings towards the Chiefs. Oh. Um, you think he you think he gets off the bus? Uh, he being Justin Houston and sub freezing temperatures, of course, and just we're back. <laughs> just like with just the 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 immense venom of I have to end this, you know, like that, like that kind of like terrifyingly uh, specific villain in a in an action movie. You know, he gets the grand music. Uh, you know, he, he has sort of scowl on his look and the who knows? deepest human voice imaginable. Right. And, and look, um, I had to remind my editor, uh, Mike today that, you know, DK Metcalf last year in freezing temperatures was like, let's warm up with our, with our chest out. And I wonder if Justin Houston's going to say, I'm back. Let's, let's warm up with our chest out. Look at me. Look at me. I am the, I, it's my revenge game, not Tyree Kills. It's mine. I would not suggest that anyone takes their feet out at this game. I would suggest putting your feet as in, in as many layers as possible. 
maybe bring in some cardboard. Seen differing stories about how the cardboard thing goes. Make it look like a sign, and I think you're good. I think that's the little life hack. Yeah. I just yeah. don't. I don't want any weird games listeners coming back with fewer digits than they left with. That's my goal. <laughs> Let's People yeah. listen to this podcast. Bleep them all. I, I mean, just, honestly, I just love guys. it. I just love that. Uh, Pass Lou. Uh, says legit could be just in slash game at Arrowhead because I mean we all had that on our bingo cards when the season began. I, I, I just man, Justin Houston's one guy who's never gonna get enough credit because injury kind of. I think it took away the explosion that he did have, and so then he became like a pure power based rusher. But like 2014, I think it was, or was it 2013? Justin Houston had a peak that like when I talk to people like they're like wow like if his peak I would put him if you named like well you can pick any Chiefs at their absolute peak Hmm. he is one of the edge guys because his peak because he was awesome against the run too like he was so good and no one's gonna remember that instead he's gonna be one of the dudes that they that was part of the purge the the that turned into spags that turned into a Super Bowl, and it's just funny because when when you think about oh man who is someone that could really fit the bill as a spags defensive end, big enough to play end, but also can stand up and drop in zone look with good length, primarily a. Power rusher. I don't know, guys. Like every time he hit free agency, I'm like, well, there is one guy. Oh no, they're gonna take Melvin Ingram and his 10-inch arms instead. <laughs> and Ingram's a stud. Like, I love Melvin Ingram. But like Spags was like, okay, I've got this choice between these two guys. One of them is as though he was built in a factory to play defensive end in my system. The other guy does not fit literally. Let me look at my checklist. None of the things I look for well uh, and that. Hey, Chloe, hey, we- hey, oh, no, hey, inside that. Hey, hey, Steve, I love, I love the recommendation. You're clearly doing a great job. Uh, he already played for us. <laughs> well, he can, he can come. We can get a free agent. He can come back. Yeah, he's already played for us. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's already played. He's already played for us, and 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 that already is not changing. So, yeah. Or, do you, you know. do you remember? Do you remember what happened to that bridge? in the early scene of Pacific Rim. That's what happened to the bridge between the Chiefs and Justin Houston. It got Pacific Rimmed. By the way, my my lovely wife, I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife is scintillatingly odd. You will do anything to keep from talking about the Dolphins. You've gotten to the 2013 Chiefs and your wife in the 15 minutes you have on this show today, and we're not going to talk about the Dolphins with you at all, are we? What'd she say? No, no, we're we're going to. I'm going to just say this. Dad wants to know if you guys are pressuring me to get a mustache. She's like, has Nate always had a mustache? No. And are they pressuring you to get one? Because I vote no. Let me just tell you guys, you could never vote pressure yes. me into getting a mustache. Let me no, you don't want it. Yeah, uh, he said, I'm also gonna pressure you into getting a six pack. Like what else what else I'm pressuring you into learning how to fly. What about painted toenails? Your only <laughs> weird feet. Yeah, yeah. A little little little, little red anklet. Little, little red and gold. Oh, oh, little little bracelet, little bracelet anklet. <laughs> A little, a little toe ring. Yeah, a little, little, little sand on the feet. I like now it. You guys, I'm, I'm you going to see Florida, man. Do you guys see the story about how Draymond Green threatened to retire and Adam Silver was like, I'm not going to let you do that. That's a rash. That seems decision. like a rash decision. Tucker, which... you're about to, Tucker, you're about to come have to Adam Silver me here because I'm thinking about it. 
Okay, I'm thinking about it. I will only talk about sports from here on out. Okay. I I know who I am. And it's just like, I just know we have a limited time all together. And I want to enjoy that and talk about the Miami Dolphins and the wild card game that's about to happen. The Chiefs are going to play at Arrowhead. Probably the last game at Arrowhead this year. Maybe the last game this year for the Chiefs at all. I have analysis. But Josh. Three kills on this team. But Josh, I have to to answer a question. And it's very important that I answer it. Um, Yes. Uh, through through jazz, um, uh-huh. kids. Uh, this is the first time, as a as a uh, as a as a father, as a man of God, as a husband, that I have uh, chosen to to live this life right. Because, um, yeah, this is the first time I've ever had a a, a beard. It's the first time I've ever had a a mustache, and, and I just want jazz and our audience to know that. The last time I did it, ladies and gentlemen, I was in Germany. And and what happened when, mm-hmm. when I was in Germany? The Chiefs, that's right, the Chiefs played the Dolphins in Germany. So you are looking live. Came full circle. At no shave second half of the season postseason? Me? Man, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Facial tattoo, yeah, I, you know, uh, my my parents said tattoos weren't gonna make me happy in my life, but this, uh, oh, they were wrong. This, uh, this, uh, this this, mu- this mustache has gotten quite the reception, so I appreciate it. And um, playoff beard, Nate. Yep, that's 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 what we're saying, even though it happened in the in a foreign country. You know, playoff stretch. Nate, maybe playoff push, Nate. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we what was it, week nine? He said, right? Like, I mean, it's real football playoff, real football beard. Maybe I don't know what your uh. Your I, mean, look, is. I mean, look at this guy. Look at this look at guy. that smooth face, little look that little guy. This is not the this is not the same uh sweater I'm wearing a hoodie today. Uh, but yeah, this is me um with with no beard, with no with no hair on. I don't face. even recognize that guy. Yeah, who is that guy? Who's looks, that guy? Right he looks there. a lot younger. Who is that? Who is that fourteen year old young man? As opposed, uh, as opposed to this vested veteran that's on the show now, right? Who who's been on who's been on the, it's been on the open waters for a while now. We're just, we're just <laughs> been out to sea for a long time, still waiting to get that uh, still waiting to get that whale. I know that feeling. Uh, so Seth, on that note, give me I the feeling of being stranded at sea. I'm looking for a whale. Something that's what I'm I'm saying. I'm lost at sea because of the yeah, first you're yeah. The show gone. I yeah. I I am definitely. I got a I got a couple of Moby Dicks to, to deal with. Uh, break it down, Seth. Uh, you can uh, be more thrilled that that came together. Break it down. Break it down. Be happier right it now. Was there. Well, it look, was we're there, and I had look, I had no other choice. Look, when you went into Moby Dick's gut and pulled up the Owl Twenty Two, what 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 jumped out to you when you know you're in that dark that dark room? Well, with a, with a flicker I of light, down Moby Dick and grabbed him by the throat. You know, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I don't worry. I hate the words that come from your mouth. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, but still. You're still but... responsible for those. So, so look, um, when it comes to evaluating Justin Houston off the edge with, with, with Jawan Taylor, let, let's, let's run a scenario. What do you got? You think, you think Donovan Smith's got anything left against, um, the guy who just started learning the playbook? I 
I'm kind of interested in the pass rush group the Dolphins have in terms of matchups against Juwan Taylor, who, you know, apparently might play some left tackle, might play some right tackle, might have Tooney at left tackle, might have Trey Smith at center and Creed Humphrey at left guard. And, like, I don't know what they were doing in week 18, by the way. It's like, do we not have enough healthy old lines? Like, Creed, go to left guard. It's like, can you imagine me? Like, what? Like, what? Andy, why? But whatever. Um, Taylor is an interesting matchup with Ingram, Houston, and Ogba because those guys, they're all power rushers. That's not necessarily his jam all the time. Um, and so I can tell you that Justin Houston does not have a lot of time to learn that playbook. So I assume he's going to come in on obvious passing downs and they're just going to be like, hey, see that guy? They gave him more money than they gave you. <laughs> Go run through that man's chest, and he'll try. And so I, I think Donovan Smith is actually a little bit of a better matchup against those guys. They're more powerful. Donovan Smith, who will most likely be starting on Saturday, by the way, it's sort of the news item of the day. Wanya Morris, the only player ruled out by Andy Reid today. Uh, with the follow-up, he said Donovan Smith would probably start there. I will probably wake up tomorrow. I think there's a pretty good chance that Donovan Smith is the starting left tackle. Go ahead, Seth. Just I will to know probably I will probably still have all ten on my toes after Saturday's game. Go ahead. <laughs> and so that you know, with Morris injured and, and Smith, it's just stylistically. Taylor's a significantly better pass blocker than Smith, but stylistically, it's kind of an interesting thing. Smith, assuming his neck is healed up, which man, nick of time, that's great. I'm assuming he's probably still playing a little injured, but he's a he's a he's an upper body strength winner type with a ton of length, a lot of power in his shoulders and arms. And so it'll be interesting to see how guys like Agba and Houston and Ingram, all of whom win with power, which is again, Melvin Ingram, there's like there's no one else like him in the NFL. It's like, ah, I need a you know five ten edge rusher. Like, okay, he's <laughs> taller than five ten. But it is hilarious. The way he wins, you would swear he's four inches taller with four inch longer arms. It's so funny. It's like, he's going to long arm him. It's like, with his 28-inch arms? Really? <laughs> and then he does it. That man, I'm so impressed with him. But anyway, I, th it's obviously less than ideal for the Dolphins simply because even with everything else that's gone on this year in terms of all the things about um, uh, the, the passing offense not working the way they wanted to, and, and, you know, deep ball threat issues and drops issues and Mahomes getting skittish because of certain things issues. If you give playoff Patrick Mahomes time in the pocket, there's just not a whole lot. That's There's just no way that like that you have to get pressure. You have to. This is not going to be one of those things where he's just going to, you know, you can just count on the rest of things to fall into place for you. So I, I don't love the matchup of Taylor against those guys. And again, he, if you look at his tape from last year, he did really well against guys a lot better than those guys. But it's just a stylistic type matchup that I'm a little bit intrigued by there. What about the running game real quick before we, we uh, set you free here, Seth? Is there, Isaiah Pacheco's all good to go. Um, not that there's any really question, uh, question about that. But I, I am very enamored by a very old school thought that is, let Isaiah Pacheco deliver hits to the sort of uh, chubby 30-somethings playing defensive end and see if Melvin Ingram enjoys that um, I in zero-degree weather. I wouldn't want to be in front of Isaiah Pacheco. I, I don't know that they do either. What do you What do you think the offense could show? 
dudes that have been playing in mostly warmer weather for years now. And that's one thing, like for one thing, let me just, as our resident, not just I know ball expert, but I know cold. Yeah. And what a man said, Kaiser. Yes. Uh, single digits, zero degrees, that's legitimate cold. Like, honestly, don't, if you're attending the game, don't do that thing where you're like going to go shirtless or whatever. Like, don't do that. No please, one, please you are don't. a grown man. Don't please do don't. that. Be, you want to be a man? I don't know. Spend time with your kids. Pay your bills on time. <laughs> Work hard. Take out the trash. You like seems so man. laboring, though, do, Seth, yeah, where I can like, just set myself free yeah, for other people stuff. to look at me drink a Bud Light and out of my shoe and then be in the hospital. Yeah, because you <laughs> zero degrees, that can get a little bit dangerous, and you won't feel it because you're probably going to be imbibing because otherwise there's no way you'd be able to do that. So just be careful. But the idea of Pacheco just wearing away, because there's really no way to get used to it, whereas the Chiefs, they get to practice outdoors this week. They get last, to. Yeah, the last two days. Yep, you're just walking, even just walking from a building to your car. That acclimates you to weather in a way you just can't get used to when you're in Miami. And there, there's no way that doesn't have an effect. I, I don't know if it's as serious as everyone thinks because, I mean, these guys are professionals. They're going to do all sorts of things to try to be able to stay warm on the sideline. But I do think, like, Isaiah Pacheco just mauling through you has to be like, oh, good Lord, here he comes again. Like, just like, and football is a sport where how hard you're trying matters. We saw that in Brandon Staley's last game with the Chargers. When an NFL team loses its fight, all those intangible things that we generally can't measure because, you know, everyone's trying really hard. The minute an NFL team loses its fight, it gets ugly quick. Here's one problem, though. Donovan Smith is not a good run blocker. Not and, this year. And, yeah, not this year. And Wanya Morris is. And they really embrace that a few times. Now, you still got a really good interior line, one that isn't bothered at all by the cold, and one that's probably looking forward to laying some hits. And so I, I think that that's a really good idea in terms of taking away the will. Because I think this is a team that's coming in in the cold. They don't have a ton of playoff experience, hardly any, honestly, besides like Tyreek and a few of the other guys. I mean... If you can, and you've seen this in a few games, even this year, the Chiefs have gotten off to such bad starts so often that you don't see this much anymore. But we've seen this a ton the last four years, including a few times this year. If the Chiefs can impose their will a little bit early, they're still the Chiefs. And teams are willing to quit against the Chiefs. They are willing to say, ah, oh, man, it's not going to be our day. They're willing to do that. And that's going to be really crucial there because you let teams hang around and hang around or, you know, just hand them 14 points like they did against the Raiders. I think that stuff's ma that stuff matters. And so, <laughs> bro, <laughs> just super chatted you boys need to charge Seth for living in your heads. You should be paying rent. Um, to that point, <laughs> Seth, and then we'll let you go. But is, yep. is that something that the Chiefs can actually fix in terms of, like, coming out and asserting their will right away? You said earlier, playoff Patrick Mahomes with pressure. Can, yep. can he... Can he? Is that based on this year? What you've seen from the Chiefs, or is that just based on what you've seen from Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? Um, oh, excuse, excuse me, Josh. Excuse me. The best opening drive. Go to hell, mate. Let's take a break. Got in my way. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If you can't tell it's coming, you're going to get hit by it too. I'll, I'll, it was I'll, a long runway. I, I I couldn't leave. The plan was for me to leave on break. Our chemistry's never been worse. Yep. Chem- we're not in playoff form, guys. No, we're not. <laughs> no, but we're getting a little better every week. And we're not. We're not just a tick off. I'm ticked off. I... But the the best opening script, I think Nate was on to something. Uh, uh, I was trying. I was trying to. I know. I know. I just wanted to get that out. Sorry. Sorry, Jess. Sorry, Jess. So, listen, we tried. Jazz, we tried. I'm not trying. Yeah, but I could. I, babe, I'm going to be done here in just a minute. Um, That's right. I called my wife, babe. What are you going to do? 40 minutes later. (laughs) Dude, like the ticking clock thing, the fast forward thing, where like Jazz is in here, right here, just. What's the beam where the one dude's looking like right in the other dude's face? That's going to be jazz in about 10 more minutes if I'm not careful here. That's okay. We're going to go get burgers. It'll be fine. So there there were two things I did want to talk about on the defensive side. And I feel like I have an obligation to our listeners to do that because it's like the playoffs and I'm like ducking out early and missing shows. And that's not great. The accountability on this podcast is just not what you... You know, it's just not what you look for going into playoff podcasting. The athletic just forgot we existed. We need BJ to come in here and whip Seth into shape. We need we Josh need a grown is, up. Josh is furry. Did you mean fury? The no, the he, comments. Josh is furry has no bounds. Thanks, Tucker. <laughs> Thanks, Tucker. You're helping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really making it better. Anyone who wishes that we would stick to a topic more often, unfortunately, I know this is bad for I know this is bad for engagement. Just stop commenting because there's just unlike Travis Kelsey, Seth cannot do two things at once. No. He can barely do one. Yeah. You're lucky if I do one thing at once and it goes relatively well. 
I, I, and the thing is, I don't play hide the ball about this. I'm not falsely modest when I say, guys, I really shouldn't be doing any of the things that I'm doing. I'm just, I'm trying to warn people. Anyway, so with regards to this, se- this season, Patrick and Travis and Andy have all actually talked about it in various press conferences where they say, we'll go on a run, we'll go on a little stretch where suddenly everything snaps into focus and then boom, something happens. It's the boom, something happens. It is the get, commit two fewer, two fewer stupid plays a game. Two of them. I'm not even asking for like eight fewer because they've got that many to choose from. Two of them and you don't blow drives and that lets you go on just a mini run. They have that in them. Especially, I'm really curious what what this particular playoff team looks like simply because they've had a little time. I think they know who they are and who they're not. On the defensive side of the ball, because I got I'm actually writing right now like some of the things that I'm looking at. That'll be on the Chief of the North newsletter tomorrow, by the way. I'm going <laughs> to, with the way I'm going, I'm going to like write a sentence and then just start talking about, I don't know, dirigibles or something. Be pictures of your feet interspersed throughout. <laughs> don't you threaten my readers with a good time, Josh. It's not, um, sounds like a horrible time. <laughs> so one thing, and we talked about this in the first go around with Chiefs Dolphins. Everyone's going to talk about the, uh, the pass rush and they should, that matters. You got to make Tua uncomfortable. But it doesn't matter if you make it uncomfortable if that ball is out in under two and a half seconds. Being able to mix up your coverages and show Tua something he's not expecting and cover that first read intermediate. Not necessarily just shallow and not necessarily just deep. They kill teams 15 yards down the field. Intermediate to the boundary over and over. Like earlier this year, teams were playing safety. You know, their safety is like 30 yards off the field. And Tua's like, why don't I just throw to that gigantic space in the middle? And that's what he did over and over. And then Tyreek Hill is able to do lots of things with the ball once he's got all that space. So that's going to be the big thing, being able to disguise looks, show him something different post-snap that he's not expecting, cover that first guy. Whether that's Sneed beating up on Tyreek Hill at the line, which is really dangerous. Playoff football. Yep, this is playoff football. They will let you get away with more on Saturday. They will. Yeah, this is like Legereus Need is built for playoff football. One thing that's worth noting, Tyreek Hill, I, I don't think he's going to go full Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs and stop. You know what I mean? That dude, he he's never going to quit. Like, he's going to keep, keep going at him over and over again. So the, that's the, the one thing. The other thing is defending the perimeter on run defense because that the big child I'm afraid of are just as much on the ground as in the air. So that, like, you got a solid seven and a half minutes of football analysis, and all you had to do was paywalls behind 20 minutes of Seth's feet. Hey, you want to look at a five-toenail beer front? (laughs) Check out the Chief in the North newsletter. Yeah, what what could be beneath all of this shoe? Subscribe. (laughs) Chief. All right, uh, with that, I'm going to go pick up some dinner, maybe check out a sunset, walking on the beach. Maybe I'll be wearing shoes. Maybe I won't. It's hard to say. I'm going to let everyone leave that up to their imagination. Thank you, Seth. Love Enjoy you, Enjoy a Floridian game there. And uh, I'll let you guys know about KC Sports tonight uh, on uh, KCTV5 here in Kansas City. Weeknights at 630, Saturday and Sunday at 1035. You can uh, catch some of your favorite KCSN 
personalities making their way through there. Uh, I've made the joke at Kansas City Spence several times. So it's not even a joke this week. It's playoff time, man. We're really we're honing in. We're just being bringing positive vibes. So check out KC Sports tonight on KCTV5. Uh, Nate, what were you going to say about the opening drive thing before I so rudely interrupted? <laughs> okay, I just, I just want to remind people that, in essence, the Chiefs have had 10 days to prepare for this game. So it's not the mm-hmm. full bye week, but it's it's kind of like having uh, what most teams call a mini bye after um, a Thursday night game, right? Uh, a like I hope the Dolphins didn't look at any of the film of Chiefs Chargers because oh goodness, can you? Why imagine? would you? Uh, why for. why would you? But um, in the first matchup where the Chiefs went overseas, obviously to Frankfurt to play the Dolphins, that is the best that they've looked on offense on the opening drive all season. Now, there's a couple reasons for that, uh, Josh. They were highly motivated because, um, you know, both teams had great records going into that game. It was the most, um, it was the most uh, competitive overseas game in NFL history, right? Both of these teams obviously made the playoffs, uh, which we pretty much knew at the time. Uh, Dolphins made it close, but Dolphins, Dolphins made it close, but hey, they made it. Um, they made it. And because the Chiefs knew about the speed and the threat of a healthier Dolphins offense at the time, um, they understood the importance of getting a lead. And there were plays for that entire drive that the Dolphins had not seen on tape because there was no tape. And they went right down the field. Um... And I know, I know, but one of the best plays of the season for Marquez Valdez-Scantlin was a little play action duck under the zone coverage. Wow, he's wide open. All of that is to say they have had, as I said earlier, 10 days. They're obviously motivated because it's the postseason. Um, And Andy Reid, if you remember, before before we had our old Netflix moments, there were more impactful players on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense last year, and they went through them like butter on the first drive. Butter. So there's a track record of Andy finding your tendencies or just finding plays that have a perhaps higher success rate than average and then just spamming those consistently in the first 15. Um, and psychologically it does a boost and it also has an impact on the opposing team, which is what Seth was also alluding to. Josh, I'm interested as to how they not only attack Miami, but do the chiefs need a chunk play in their opening drive to really to really give them the proper sort of ignition to the offense because, um, hey, man, if Justin Houston going to be out there, if, uh, I mean, look, we don't even know if half the secondary is going to be out there. If there are a bunch of guys 
who haven't played together on defense in the most important game of the season, and you get an Andy Reid special first 15? I can kind of see where this is going with a healthier Mahomes, a focused offensive line, and if you just don't turn the ball over or get a penalty, you should have success. But I think I think we probably both agree, Josh, that if there is a chunk play on that first drive and they go down and they execute in the red zone, um, that might be the best chance they have all game because of the conditions to sort of dictate the tempo. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And again, especially when you are thinking about a game where just everything might be a little bit harder, just, just every facet of the game for both sides. I, I like that a lot. It's also, those are the two things that has, has felt the most uncharacteristic about this team this year, right? I mean, it's the lack of chunk plays by and large and then executing in the red zone, which is, I mean, the, the, the more functional Chiefs offenses of the recent past also occasionally ran into some red zone stretches or we made that the thing we talked about and why was that not working? But chunk plays were never a problem. And this offense has gone entire stretches this year, not feeling terribly explosive. If they can do a combination of assert their will and get a, a chunk play out of the whole deal and put up and start start this game seven nothing, uh, that that would feel enormous. Especially if we're talking about a team, and again, this is like super pop psychology, I guess. But if we're talking about a team, and I don't want to overemphasize the weather, but it's part of it. If you're not talking, about, if you're talking about a team that ended the year limping to the finish line that is playing without so many important defenders Yeah, that's in zero degrees that feels like less than zero, and, and they, you know, at one point were going to host a game in Miami and probably could have hosted a couple of games in Miami. I guess they would have definitely hosted two if they would have won them both Yeah, on the first one. That's a team that, that does feel fragile to me, but not doomed. Because I am, I will not for a moment pretend that I think this is a hundred percent locked up Chiefs victory. I've watched them lose to way worse teams than the Dolphins this year. I've watched them make mistakes against worse defenses. All of that still kind of scares me. Um, real quick on the injury front, with that being uh, part of the news today with the injury reports, Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert were both limited all week. They're both officially questionable. I think we expect them to play. Uh, we will not fittingly with a foot injury the way this show's gone today. Um, Xavier Howard will be out. He did not practice this week, so he will miss that game with a foot. Check, uh, check out uh, uh, Chief in the North newsletter for more on that. Um, and and then Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland both questionable after not practicing all week. Javon Holland, by the way, is on the injury report with knees Ooh. with an S. With you only got two of them. He's not using his spare knee. You kind of need those to to cover people. Generally, I would I would think so. And then also, real quick, Justin Ross and Kadarius Tony. Both limited uh, all week. Ross didn't practice at all back on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, and so both questionable. Andy Reid, I did think it was interesting today. Really small note, but but he was asked. I can't remember which of y'all asked it, but he was asked about Canarius Tony, what usage he would expect if he is available. And Andy Reid just said limited. Like, he just sort of said that. So that's kind of interesting and kind of annoying for just how this whole experiment's gone. Now, look, that's not a guarantee that he will be active on Saturday. Right. But do you do you want my uh, hypothesis on what that means? My interpretation. Yeah, line his ass up in the backfield and hand it off. I'll take it. No, Jarek McKinnon. We know also Matt Derrick had the uh, had the scoops on that that uh, McKinnon had surgery for a uh, core muscle and pelvic bone injury. I think. yeah, it was something that sounded very unpleasant. You can check him. His works all at ChiefsDigest.com, obviously. Uh, one of our many esteemed colleagues, but yes. Jerry McKinnon will not be back for this. 
um, or any point down the playoff stretch. That's that's pretty open and shut, right? It would have to be them making the Super Bowl for it to be another question mark. And again, that would that would still be that would still be what I would consider slim odds. Um, but yeah, with Canarius Tony, that's um, that's end of rounds, jet sweeps, uh, orbit motion. Yep. Uh, check it down if it's there. And, and, and Nicole Hartman just took a hundred percent of the snaps last week, so we yes. know physically he's good to go. And maybe hand it off in the backfield, you know, like yep. I did against the Buffalo Bills, which hey was a chunk play from the running perspective. So if, you know, if you want to, and you know, the other reason why you might want to activate Kadarius Tony is um, if something were to happen with Richie James or if Richie James is even a bigger part of the offense and you need Kadarius to focus on punt return. Uh, of course, I think Kadarius Tony is still their most explosive punt returner, but as I've informed all of us, Richie James, the, the, I can't go back returner. I, yeah. I, I, I can't fair catch. I don't, I don't do that. Um, and again, um, it's going to feel like minus five degrees outside. You ain't gonna see my hand come up. <laughs> nope. Can't go back. Cannot. Will not go back. Will return. Does my name say punt returner? Not punt fair catcher. Not Hell, punt fair catcher. That's Hell no. Let's, let's get busy. But, but the ball might feel like a brick and it's windy and it's cold and if they hit you it's gonna hurt i cannot <laughs> nor will i go back um i uh, as you were talking there nate i was thinking oh man i should check out what some of the props are on DraftKings because i am intrigued by what where this cast of misfit uh-huh. characters is going to end up but i also haven't touched any of those lines yet but if i wanted to tucker tell me again where i would go and how i would do that oh josh Oh ye, oh ye of little faith. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they're bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Right now, Chiefs favored by four points, over under set at 44, and you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back to you, Josh. Impeccable as always, Tucker. You, unlike the rest of us, are absolutely in playoff form. Can I can I share with you my favorite detail of the Dave Tobe annual weekly press conference? I would love that. Um, I'm going to look up the box score because I, I, I forgot the, the young man's name. But look... Uh, Again, this is this is Dave Tobe unannounced. <laughs> Being like, well, look, the ball's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be windy. Like, again, we understand that, like, it's playoff time, which means you might get a little bit more. You might get some returns. And if you notice in the last game, Miami Dolphins, and he said that their punter basically out-punted his coverage um, on punt return, and that led to – uh, I I would guess Dave Tobe's favorite favorite play of the game, which is the 
um, game swinging punt return for touchdown, uh, a 96 yard punt return by Deontay Hardy, of which Dave Toe said, Didn't he catch it at like the five? And I said, No, Dave, no, Dave, no, Dave, no, no, no Dave. I stood up. And all it took, Dave, all it took for a punt return from the five to turn to a touchdown was a dude's knee exploding as he took out another one of his teammates, teammates leaving yes. a wide open, a wide open hole for the yes, return. No day. <laughs> so again, they have the as a, let me scroll here because I, I want to give the person uh complete justice. Nate Dog, YOLO punt returner, comma Richie James, and YOLO. Special teams coach Dave too. Hey, did y'all see? He basically looked at all of us in the room and said, "Did y'all see that ninety-six yard punt return? See, see." Yeah. And what see? I would have, what I would have loved to have said or to ask in return is, "Yeah, Dave. No, look, it's clear. It can be done, which makes it even more wild that you guys haven't done it." Because you keep returning kicks from inside the den, and it never works. Yes. So what are you proving? I don't understand. What the most talented quarterback in the league? Like, I just don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't like what this season is Look, done to me. Okay, if Josh Allen's going to throw two YOLO uh, interceptions, Bob, my favorite interception of the year, a step back, Eve. I said, what James Hart is going on? Step back, gotta have it. And you're just like, what an art, what an, and I love that Chris Collinsworth was like, what an incredible arm putt. <laughs> yep, that's, you know, if it works, it works. And so it's one of the greatest yellow interceptions I've ever seen. And I'm like, okay, if Josh Allen throws two just horrid interceptions, then okay, in a kind of must have a game. All right, Hardy, you can you can you can take one back. I bet you Patrick doesn't throw two yellow interceptions, but Richie James is taking it out of row five. You know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> oh. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And Tobe also talked about because the the cold affects the flight of the ball. I do believe, just to quote him directly, I believe Davis Tobe said, I'm paraphrasing as close as I can remember. Um, I believe he said the cold will affect the balls, which is just something we could all <laughs> just something that's good for all of us yes. to consider. Uh, I, I've, that, I've, I've experienced that, uh, Dave. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've experienced the football that. Game. The the uh, the the phrase of like the return game is on watching people on Twitter start getting nervous a- about that quote going around was so funny. His point, I think, was yes. well, the the ball won't go as far, so you're gonna so you have, have more to return. Yeah, you have more opportunities. opportunities. Yes, but man, I don't. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that was tweeting like, oh, definitely going to have a punt fumble then. I was like, yes, that will absolutely. absolutely no, it just happen. it just means you're going to have a Sky Moore moment. And never forget, kids, if you win the Super Bowl. Bearcat stress- said that, Tucker says. That makes sense. I, I cannot stress this Shout enough. Shout out to Bearcat. Shout out to Bearcat. Thank you. I cannot stress this enough. When you win the Super Bowl, everything's got to go right. Even the things you don't ever believe could go right. Yep. And the biggest, how in the hell did that go right, is Ace Guy. Hey, man, you got to go back there. You got to go back there. See, Chris just gave the Chris just gave the greatest sack of his career to stop the Bengals on third down. Hey, dog, you got to go out there. <laughs> I, 
I mean, and Dave Tobe was like, give it to me. Give it to me. This is what we do. <laughs> Which means, hey, that Sky Moore could have fair caught that. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Was he coached to? Hell no. So all I'm saying is everything has to go right if you make it to the Super Bowl. If you win the Super Bowl, literally everything goes right. And one of the things that I reminded myself today was not only was Patrick hurt, but because they were the one seed, and I've said this before, they played the earliest time slot possible to then the following week play the latest time slot possible for the AFC Championship game, which gave him the maximum window to get recovery and treatment so that he could find the perfect time to escape the pocket for the game-winning first down penalty uh, Oscar-nominated performance of, you know, being hit by a tank, even though he was, you know, he was out of bounds. But, of course, he put some sauce on it. Um, So I don't know if Richie James will have that moment, but it's possible because when you win in the postseason, things that you cannot expect to go right somehow do. And um, look, man, I mean, there are so many candidates this year of there's no way he made that play. Yep. But he's going to make it because he's in the playoffs and he's healthy and he's wide open because Josh just told us they safety's got knee problems. Knees. Well, so So, we're going to talk about the receivers and there's no group, but there's no group on this team who more fits the bill of what you have laid out. Oh, oh, they're not going to make. They're the one that made the play. And look, Mm -hmm. I. MVS at this point might be like the obvious, although I at this point would be happy to see more McCall Hardman and see where that ends up. But the thing that is the thing that is giving me pause about this, Nate, is that we have all year been seeing examples of that guy didn't make that play there and the Chiefs lost. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's most likely how this season ends eventually. I'm I I didn't we didn't get a prediction from Seth, which is probably for the best. But I I, I think I think the Chiefs are going to end up winning this football game by some thin margin and by some 70-30 confidence ratio wherever I'm at right now. Sure. But but I don't know if I'm ready to believe in the guy who has had a down year making the big play. And if if it's not that, though, I don't know what it is because I don't know if this offense scores enough. Maybe, maybe against Miami. I don't think it's enough against Buffalo or Baltimore or the Niners or whatever mm-hmm. for it to be an offense that's entirely made out of a rested Travis Kelsey and arrested but maybe hammied uh, Rasheed Rice. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to sort through all my feelings about the Chiefs' offense. And the and the funny thing about this is, and I'm gonna just say it now because uh, I've been hinting at it. I've watched the tape. That ain't Jalen Ramsey. That's not the Jalen Ramsey I know. Mm-hmm. He's Pro, sorry, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl? Ramsey. <laughs> Look, I know Travis Kelsey's in the Pro Bowl too, but like Travis Kelsey he, had the second most receiving yards among tight ends. Tight ends, yes, and he and he still gets open, and he's yeah. like you said, he's gonna be rested. Um, I watched Stephon Diggs run past this man multiple times, and I do think Jalen Ramsey is susceptible to double moves and to deep shots. Now, of course, you have to pass protect, you have to scheme it up. But theoretically, he is their best player in the secondary, right? Yeah. And so the, the the question that many people have asked, and I'm not sure what Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, is going to do, but hey, would you put Jalen Ramsey 
on Rasheed Rice because this is Rasheed Rice's first playoff game. Mm-hmm. And if you want to use, yeah, if you want to use all the veteran savvy experience and because you maybe expect that, like, he's not going to run that many deep routes. Yeah, that might actually to, make sense for Ramsey. That's an interesting idea. I haven't thought about that. Which, again, is kind of like, that's the chess match of this is like, well, if Jalen Ramsey is on Rasheed Rice, do they address to say, give me a, give me a slant and go. Give me an out and up. Like, let's, let's see it, right? Or do you put Jalen Ramsey on Travis Kelsey because they're both. You Not know. as fast as they used to be. Yeah. And it I still don't think it's a fair matchup. I still think I Travis either. Kelsey I still think Travis Kelsey would cook him quite a bit on route running ability. Uh we saw that last year when he was in a Rams uniform. Um But that's the best guy they got. Yeah. So there should be there should be opportunities for I know this is this will be talking about. There should be opportunities for Marquez Valdez Scanlon, for Richie James, for hell, Noah Gray. You know, Noah Gray had a very nice corner route built off of the Dolphins zone coverage in the first matchup on the opening drive. So, you know, there's there's opportunities. And of course, um, if they can't get home, then you can hit them with the screen game, obviously involving Isaiah Pacheco in the open field. So um I feel like this might be the one, the one postseason game, if the Chiefs move forward, where I think they have the clear schematic advantage because of the limited bodies that you uh, that you pointed out, Josh, because they're going to have communication issues, um, one would suspect, and their best player in the secondary, I don't believe is Pro Bowl caliber because Stefan Diggs hooked him multiple times, and I just don't know. Um, I just don't know if Jalen Ramsey can cut the field in half to such a degree that it helps the Dolphins' defense. And again, like with the way that the Chiefs have shot themselves in the foot this year, it, it, where they will find ways to make your defense look more competent by making their receivers seem even worse, like a week-to-week basis. As, as much as that has been true, right now, basically what Seth talked about offensively and what you talked about just now offensively, it essentially boils down to this. Mm. The Dolphins are injured along their defensive line, and it's going to be hard for them to get pressure. And they're injured throughout their secondary, and it's going to be hard to cover guys. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs' tackles have been disappointing this year, by and large. Not a disaster outside of the, you know, penalty palooza from the first few weeks. But I I would say for the the investment they made to to redo the tackle position, Mm -hmm. obviously way more money in Juwan Taylor than Donovan Smith and Wani Morris was up and down. But I would say for me, the tackles disappointed this year by some measure. The wide receivers have been an apocalyptic disappointment on a whole variety of levels. We all know that. Right. But if you're going to give me a pass rush that isn't really going to test those ti- th- those tackles the way that Max Crosby was most recently or Trey Hendrickson or whatever, like, if, if we're talking about, again, good players who are five years past their peak and are going to be, again, it wouldn't, it, guys, it would not shock, do not, do not tag me like I'd be surprised when Justin Houston makes a play. I bet he does. I bet Justin Houston makes a play in Arrowhead, and you go, ah, oh, Justin Houston, look at that. I don't think any of those guys are going to be able to do it for 40 dropbacks right. if that's what Mahomes ends up taking in this game. So it, it just seems like to me, as as someone who was in a headspace to pick against the Chiefs in the playoffs, spinning this week, going through all of Miami's woes right now, 
their weaknesses, largely and unfortunately for them, largely because of injury, their weaknesses, I think, kind of make make some of the Chiefs' weaknesses not as overwhelming or as concerning, which puts us in a really interesting spot to just say, like, yeah, I feel pretty good. The Chiefs should win this game. And and the Dolphins, like you said before, Josh, they did it to themselves. You know, they had a they had four weeks basically to win their division, to guarantee yeah. themselves a home playoff game. And because they 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 couldn't accomplish it, they let the Buffalo Bills chase them and obviously pass them. Um and again, usually the best matchup that the Dolphins have is Tyreek Hill versus Blank. Right. But because they have struggled, because they haven't been able to be as efficient, and because they just had to play the game last week, even their best player, Tyreek Hill, is dealing with an ankle and a quad injury, and you see it on tape. Um, it's it's particularly sad because he's had a phenomenal season. Um, but he's dealing with multiple injuries. We we saw the ankle injury against the Tennessee Titans, and you saw the quad injury, I believe, against the Dallas Cowboys. And he tried to gut it out against the Denver Brock, or excuse me, against the Buffalo Bills. Now he's coming into frigid Arrowhead, and Trent McDuffie and Legarius Sneed are as rested as you could ask them to be for yeah. this particular matchup. So not even their greatest matchup on a week-by-week basis can even be accentuated because I'm not sure how healthy Tyreek Hill is going to be, but I know LeJarius Sneed's calf injury is as good as it's going to be entering the playoffs. He got the time that Tyreek Hill couldn't get last week, and even when they want to put him inside in the slot, to get away from those those jam coverages or those press man situations that Seth said earlier, well, Trent McDuffie's going to be as healthy as you could ask someone in their second year um, to cover Tyreek Hill or to at least not make it as such a wide-open matchup for Tua Tungvaloa. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation where it seems like the Chiefs are benefiting uh, from a weakened division and the ability to play at a home playoff game, even if it is in freezing temperatures versus a Dolphins team that has been belaboring um, for quite some time now. And uh, they're playing. I, I just, I also think of this too, like sure. Both teams played on Sunday. Cool. Uh, Chiefs flew home. Miami has to play at night and basically go back to practice on Tuesday so they can fly to Kansas City on Friday so that they can play on Saturday night. That is a horrid turnaround. They have the worst turnaround of any playoff team in wild card round this week, and I do think that matters just as much as the weather. So, um, and again, their guys played, and the Chiefs' most important players, minus Chris Jones, didn't play. Going... 20 to 17. I'm following my low scoring pathways. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it close. I think the Chiefs win this game in a way that's not. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a tie breaking Harrison Butker field goal. Mm -hmm. But but that is the headspace I am in for a low scoring Chiefs victory at Arrowhead. Uh, I want to ask you kind of a big picture question about the billion things you've written this week. Um, But but while we're in prediction territory, what do you got? 
fascinatingly enough, Josh, I have Chiefs 20, Dolphins 16. 16? Uh, we did not talk about this in our- No, pre- we never do. We in never our, talk about Yeah, in our, in our pre-production meeting, that is. Evidence by the fact that Seth didn't give us one. Nope. Uh, um, so- <laughs> So yeah, I think I think I think the first team to twenty probably wins, um, just because it's it's gonna be hard conditions, and um, I'm not sure either offense can have the explosion that you want. Um, but this is it, you know. Um, this is where coaching really, really matters, and I'm I know we've talked about hard knocks before the in season. I cannot wait for Tuesday night, regardless of the outcome, because. How does Josh McDaniels coach this team? Well, that's crazy. They brought Josh McDaniels in that. Like, oh, excuse me. Mike McDaniels. Oh, God. Oh, what do I do? There's too many names. There's too many names. Oh, they thought I'd tell you about the Ravens defensive coordinator. <laughs> What's his name? Mike McDonald. Dang it. Um, okay, kids. So, uh, obviously, Mike McDaniels curses like a sailor. It's probably the best part of Hard Knocks. Um, cause he doesn't look like glass eater coach guy. Uh, so it's just, it's just a great contrast, uh, from what you normally get. He's not Joe Cullen. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but he talks like Joe Cullen. But he does. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's a different tone. <laughs> it's, yeah. So I, I do get the sense that like, um, this is a hard, this is a hard thing for Mike McDaniel to get right. I mean, he's got to figure out a way for Tua to have time when you have, mm, I think, I think the game can really be one up front because the Dolphins also have some banged up guys on the offensive line that we haven't even talked about, right? Um, but on certain third down steps, it's going to be Chris Jones, Charles Aminihue, uh, and George Karloftis. And then a rotation of whoever the fourth uh, pass rusher is on those downs. Um, one of those guys can win one-on-one. They sort of demonstrated that now. Um, and, of course, Chris Jones will probably take up a double team, which will lead to somebody getting a likely one-on-one. So you got to figure that out. You got to figure out how to use Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill uh, less than 100%. Um, I know people have talked about, uh, how do you say his name, the rookie running back, A-Chan? And it's A-Chan now, yeah. A-Chan, he's, he's amazing, but he's he's not good in pass protection. So how often, you know, there's a there's a pendulum swing that way. Like if, just, if Justin Reed is coming through the big gap. I don't know. I mean, I hope A-Chain can disrupt and get in his way, but that's a matchup that I think Steve Spagnuolo can say, ooh, look at this. Like, if he's in on a third down, because Raheem Mostert is limited based on his stats because of his injuries, and they have, uh, you know, a third down, a third running back on the dev chart that you wouldn't normally use, you can sort of use more safety blitzes because that usually wins to the running back staying in. So I just named, like, four things that he has to think of just on offense. Let alone what Vic Fangio has to do with on defense, which is, do you drop eight? Do you blitz Mahomes? Do you just, do you just do a, do you just hit shuffle on the playlist and say, give me a play, any play, we'll just take any play, because I just have dudes out here that I'm not sure can, you know, that have just not played together. And again, the most important game of the season, so the coaching job Miami tries to do, whether they simplify things or whether they sort of ratchet up from their own tendencies is fascinating. Uh, but the Chiefs kind of get to have the advantage for the first time in basically two months in terms of preparation, health, and obviously playing in home conditions. Also, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey said they're not retiring. Just uh, could have mentioned that earlier. 
Nate asked Andy Reid about it. I just he was he was a no, he he saw me say okay, coach. Um, I know they we're talking about Belichick and Saban. I know we I know we, I know they prepped you on it, baby. I know they prepped you on it. I got prep. I got prep too. Hey man, I'm sorry, coach. I ain't gonna do you like Jay Glazer, but you coming back, right? <laughs> right, baby. You coming back? You coming back? Ain't nobody worried about you. And and Kelsey was even more definitive, uh, talking about uh, no desire to stop anytime soon is encouraging. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see where that all pans out. But um, that's the last two uh, items of note. Also, I I ashamedly uh, but excitedly have not yet read the uh, massive Mahomes piece that you dropped this morning, Nate. Um, I don't know what time it came out, but I have not sat down until this morning. Yeah, so. it was this morning. You should. Uh, uh, it, Give, can you give a uh, give a little a little quick sales job on that, and you can get us out of here, baby. We did it. We did. Actually, hold on. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need the ball back real quick after that. But go ahead, okay. tell me tell me about this Mahomes story real quick. Okay, so guys, whack. Uh, it's a different year. This is this is. I think we all admit, or we all acknowledge, I should say, this is Patrick Mahomes' most difficult season for all the reasons we've said on this podcast throughout the course of the year. Now, I think the outbursts have been most fascinating and perhaps most telling but can i read you a paragraph that i wrote deep into this story josh which yes i'm leading you from the from the tip of the top all the way here this is kind of the apex moment and i normally don't do this uh but if you want to subscribe to the athletic please do are we ready kids Tit it more than ever uh, this is this is me quoting uh what i wrote quote more than ever before in his postseason career, Mahomes will attempt to be less of a gunslinger. Instead, he will likely try to perfect what most quarterbacks are asked to do when they are labeled a game manager instead of a superstar. Colon, ensure the offense plays complimentary football. Nobody wants to see it, kids. So I'll write it right here. I'll say it right now. He has to manage the game, not because of his own talent, right? But because of the circumstances surrounding him. And on one fold, you know why he got to be a game manager now. And the second, the twofold of this is. Everybody coming up to him and saying, don't do this to this defense. Don't do what you did against the Las Vegas Raiders to this defense. Trust them. Let them take you home. And when they give you the opportunity to finish the game, then you strike. But I just want people to understand this. Matt Nagy and Andy Reid, as best they can, are going to try to get the game's most talented quarterback to manage the game more than he's ever been asked to manage the game in the postseason. That's where we are as this voyage goes into the dark waters that is the postseason, where potentially, if the Chiefs win and the Bills win, they will be playing a real playoff game next week. Manage the game and don't do it to these boys it's a fitting fitting send off 
for a weird, weird season that has lived up to its name. Uh, I'll give you this, and then we can uh, we can get out of here. Uh, over on, uh, let me check these notes, Sports Radio 810 WHB, it says, 810 AM on your radio dial. Interesting. Uh, you can uh, enjoy the uh, Central Bank Midwest pregame show at 9 AM on Saturday because then KU will uh, have a basketball game in the afternoon, and then after that, it's Browns-Texans. You'll hear that game, and then after Chiefs-Dolphins, of course, it's me. Plus, we got a triple header over there on 810 on Sunday. You can check that out. Stu opens the uh, opens the day. Stu <laughs> opens the day. Uh, but then you get the, the full triple header on 810 on Sunday as well. Bills, Steelers, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions, and of course, we got the Monday night game for you there as well. So that's all over on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You can enjoy all that action. Again, mentioned the uh, the KCSN watch party. Check that out on the KCSN socials and uh, RSVP if you want to watch with a whole bunch of uh, KCSNers uh, with, uh, with Holiday Distillery. So enjoy all of that. Hope everyone has a warm as possible weekend and hopefully it's warmed by a Chiefs win and hopefully everyone returns with all their digits there we go Nate now you can get us out of here uh quick shout out and a lovely thank you uh to Adam Jones he actually stopped me in the middle of writing today which is uh pretty cool uh he loves you he loves Seth he loves Tucker he loves the show thank you very much Um, so thank you Adam Jones uh for for everything um, he loves the the interfaith jokes that we give, <laughs> uh-huh, which is Good. which is always a thrill when when people hear us talk about our faith and how it relates to this silly sport where the ball isn't round. It somehow relates to Seth's feet. It's messed up. It's yeah, it's incredible. But you know, we can always go back to Romans eight and just start from there. <laughs> um, you know, so I I do appreciate Adam uh, saying hello and 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 saying thank you and. Um, for listening and watching us be ridiculous. All right, kids, it's playoff football. And I know this is playoff podcasting, and we got off to a bumpy road, but I just want to remind you guys, as we end, Seth has responded. Chiefs 27, Dolphins 24. Just under the buzzer. He's always he's always the high man this year. Uh, Seth, I don't know if they're going to score 27. <laughs> Maybe the defense scores. Maybe it's like uh, in Germany where the defense gets a a, a touchdown. Um, I just want to remind you, kids, when it ends, it ends real fast. Yeah. It ends before you realize it, and then it's over. And so it's better to, as Jake Dennis says, look, it is awfully cold to unzip, but you better unzip it because when it ends, it's over. And all of a sudden, you're like, I didn't even get to unzip. Yeah. That's it, kids. Um, I cannot stress enough the shock on – you're going to see it on television this week. Uh, obviously, if you're not at the game on Saturday. But you're going to see it in one of these games where the shock is so sudden and the season gets distilled to one play, one mistake, and it's over. And that team is no more. There will be a new team. There will be a new season. So um, for as exciting as the playoffs can be, I just want to remind our audience that you might know when it's over. And sometimes you might know it before the actual players do. And that is that is the beauty of this silly app sport is when it's over, holy smokes. It's it's almost worse than like March Madness losses where you're just like, well, that I was at the buzzer. Nah, man. It's worse. It's it's so much worse. So unzip those pants and get to winning. <laughs> 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.